welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Good morning, everyone. It's Palm Sunday. The most important of the week of the year begins today. This is the week we call Holy Week. It was nearly 2,000 years ago. This was the day that Jesus processed into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey to proclaim that he was the Messiah. He was the long-awaited Savior. So it's great to have you here today. If you're visiting, a especially warm welcome to you on this exciting Sunday. Today's also a family time, so children and young people are all staying in with us. Hallelujah. In fact, slight departure. You can take a seat for a minute or two. Children, can I have you coming down the front? Children, teenagers, young people, just come and sit down here at the front. Come and gather around here. Come on down. Parents can come too if they wish. See, young persons, I have I have a bass player special. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right, crowd in a little bit. Now, this is an easy, easy question because you get asked it this time every single year. But why do we call this Sunday Palm Sunday? Oh, that's a lot of hands. Georgie, let's go with you this time. It is the day Jesus rose his, rode, rode his donkey, that was my word, not your word, rode his donkey into Jerusalem. And what was happening as he did that? Sam, you're looking exceptionally keen. Yes, that's absolutely true. They put their cloaks on the floor, they put their palm leaves on the floor, and they also were waving these palm leaves in the air, celebrating Jesus coming into town. It was an amazing procession. Everybody was very, very excited. He'd been staying, Jesus, this is, he'd been staying in a little village called Bethany. Now, if you walk from here up to the top of Oliver's Mount, that would be about the distance that Jesus had walked into town. And like if you walk from here up to that hill, walking into Jerusalem was walking up the hill. But all these people were gathered along the road, praising, shouting, and people began to join the procession. There was his disciples with him. There were children shouting. In fact, the children were shouting so much that people said, will you please shut those children up? That's how much the children were shouting. People were saying, shut the children up, they're too noisy. And Jesus said, you know, if I shut those children up, even the stones would be crying out because this day is so important. So we're going to do some shouting in a minute. We're going to join that procession. One of the key things was that donkey. People sometimes will tell you that Jesus rode a donkey and not a horse because he was being humble. But he wasn't really being humble in that way a donkey because it was fulfilling the prophecy that one day that the Messiah would come and he would be riding on a donkey. So, we need donkey. Hmm. Who can we use as donkey? Let me spot, I'm going to get an adult to be donkey. 
Who's who's looking keen out there? Nobody. <laughs> they were worried what I might ask them to do. <laughs> Let's look round this side. Oh no, they got to play. That's all right. That that lot. Ron, I know you're standing there, but you're going to have to be donkey. Right, Ron is donkey. Say hello, donkey. So we'll have one of you to be Jesus. Who was that? Well, you were very quick, Sam. You want to be Jesus? You go be Jesus with the donkey. <laughs> you, ah. So Jesus and the donkey are going to lead the procession. These lot, you are the disciples. But then as we march, other people began to join that parade. And even the people that weren't joining the parade were standing there. Oh, they were waving, weren't they? We need something to wave. Palm leaves would be good. Palm leaves would be good. Mr. Mr. Bassman, can you put your bass down? Give out some palm leaves. But we've not just got palm leaves. Thus says the word of the Lord. <laughs> we have to use imagination. What's in here? Yeah, so if Alex can place, pass out our paper palm leaves. But this isn't 2,000 years ago. So we've also got, and perhaps a couple of others at the front here can come and help give out the smaller ones to some of the children. Like Adrian and Dan and Chris and that. Have some smaller flags. And then it would be good to have some adults. I only say adults because these are a bit big if you're little. We're going to march with these ones. Here, Dan, you're not on sound, you're not on drums. You can have a flag. <laughs> this moment has truly come. Come on, come on, Joyce, you love flags. Oh, you've got one. Grab one. Look at that. You were going to be donkey. As soon as you get flags out, it feels like something's going to happen in the place. <laughs> There's a couple more there. Where are you, Jesus? There's Jesus over there. Shall we stand? I think we need to stand. Shouts of Hosanna in the room. Hallelujah. Well, it was a triumphant march. The people were so excited. There was electric in the air. Although there was a group of people very disappointed. How 
did it go from this excitement to by Friday that man leading the procession on a donkey would be dead on a cross let's take a seat can I have all the children back down the front again all flags and stuff if you just put them on the stage and then come and sit down in front of me hallelujah wow that was a good procession that was a really good procession now thank you can keep that if you like for a little bit longer so haven't you ever thought it's a bit of a puzzle how could eat Palm Sunday everybody be so excited that Jesus has arrived in town and yet by the end of the week they were crying out for him to be killed to be crucified what on earth was going on listen carefully and I'll tell you you may already have some ideas let's see if my ideas match up with your ideas and your ideas because Jesus had just been in Bethany. In Bethany, he had some really good friends. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Lazarus was the guy who died when he was sick. And Mary and Martha, who were his sisters, were very, very upset because they kind of felt that if Jesus had been there, it wouldn't have happened. Why was Jesus late? That was their idea. But Jesus wasn't late. Jesus is never late. His answers to prayers always come at the right moment when you need them. It's just us that thinks they're late because we're like panicking a bit. Is God going to answer my prayers? Is God going to answer my prayers? Is God going to answer my But Jesus never panicked. He always did what he saw the Father doing. And even when he was going on this emergency mission to heal Lazarus, He'd stopped and he was helping people who were sick and he was talking to people because he was doing what the Father showed him to do. We can get into a bit of a panic, a bit of a hurry. Got to get this done, got to get this done, got to get this done. And sometimes it's just, actually, God, what do you want me to do? Inquiring of the Lord. But Jesus arrived. And the amazing thing was, Lazarus was already in a tomb. In those days... When you died, they would put the body in a cave and put a rock in front of the cave. That was the way they did it. Very different to what we might do. But Jesus says, roll that stone out the way. And actually Martha says, you better not. He's been dead for a few days. It's it's going to be smelly in there. Jesus says, roll the stone out the way. And then he does something very odd. I don't recommend doing this normally in these kind of situations. There's all people crying and upset around this tomb. And Jesus stands there and says, Lazarus! Because it said he used a loud voice. Come out! Now, there was a problem. Because in those days, when somebody had died, if I just borrow you for a minute, could you just stand up? Okay? Now, you couldn't do it with them standing up, because dead bodies don't stand very well but just imagine it okay and what they would do is they would wrap the body up 
in what they call burial clothes till it was completely covered in like bandages. So all tightly wrapped, legs tight together. That's it, like that. Okay? In other words, you try walking when your legs are tied together. Okay, you can sit down. Because that meant when Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out! And they heard a noise in the tomb. Maybe some of them thought, ooh, it's ghosts. I don't know. You don't normally hear noises when there's just dead people there. There's a shuffling noise. It doesn't sound like Lazarus is walking. No, he's not walking. His legs are tied together. And I have this amazing picture that Lazarus came out the tomb, but the only way he could move was... Because when he gets out, that's when Jesus says, get those grave clothes off of him. No wonder the poor guy can't see, he can't hear properly, and he certainly can't walk. Of course, everyone was amazed. And Lazarus went on to live his life. Now, the interesting thing is, you see, just before Palm Sunday, the night before, or the day before, Jesus had been in Bethany with, that, with Lazarus, with Mary, and Martha. And lots of people had come to see Jesus. The high priests in Jerusalem didn't like the attention Jesus was getting. The priests and the scribes did not like this threat to their power. They'd already been plotting, we need to try and kill Jesus. Now they plotted, we've got to kill Lazarus. Lazarus is such a strong sign of of what Jesus is doing. He was dead, now he's alive. We've got to kill Lazarus. So they went from wanting to kill one person to wanting to kill two people. So that was the day before Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday comes. Jesus is coming into town. And all these crowds are cheering, shouting, like we were. Except they didn't really know who Jesus was yet. They just, what they thought was Jesus was coming to kick the Romans out, who were their enemies and ruling them, and establish a new kingdom where he would be king, there in Jerusalem. So that's why they were cheering. The king's come! It's going to be a big battle, a big war, we're going to kill lots of Romans! It's going to be great! Get your swords! But Jesus hadn't come to start a war or a battle. He'd come to finish one. The one between us and the devil. He'd come to end that conflict forever and give us the victory. That week was an interesting week. That was the week when for the second time Jesus went into the temple and caused quite a bit of trouble. He got angry with the people for selling and trading and doing stuff that wasn't appropriate to being in the temple. They were ripping people off and the sale prices and the way the animals that were needed. And he turned all the tables over. Goods, money went everywhere. And he said, this is supposed to be a house of prayer and you've made it a den of robbers. That didn't make the people very happy that were in the temple. But they still couldn't get to Jesus. They offer the reward. If anyone can get us to this guy when he's not surrounded by huge crowds, because they were afraid of all the crowds, because they thought, well, if we try and take Jesus when he's in the crowds, 
they'll attack us, you see. So, they had to find a place where they could get to Jesus. That was going to be Thursday. Thursday. It was the same night that Jesus was going to be sharing what we now call communion, where you have the bread and the wine. It was that Thursday. The bread was going to show, my body is going to be broken for you. The wine was for his blood that was going to be shed. Although they didn't really fully understand that. But one person sneaked out of that meal. He had the meal, he had the bread, he had the wine, and then he sneaked out. His name was Judas. He'd heard there was a reward. You see, the thing was, Judas was a bit like the people in the crowds. He wanted Jesus to be king. But Jesus was king, but not just of Jerusalem, but the whole world. Judas wanted a battle. He wanted the Romans dead and the Jews to be successful. Well, Jesus wanted the Jews to be successful. He was the fulfillment of all the prophecies that had ever come. But Jesus wasn't there just for the Jews. He was actually there for the Romans as well. And every people in the world, all the English, all the Scottish, all the Irish, all the Welsh, all the French, all the Germans, all the Spanish, all the Algerians, all the Brazilians, all the Americans, all the Australians. He was there for everyone. So Judas sneaks out thinking, well, if I can force Jesus to get violent, he'll have to become king. He won't want to die. So I'll go and get this money and tell him where he is right now. So Jesus sneaks out in the dark of the night. Can you just imagine through the streets, it's very dark, someone just sneaking quietly. He found the priests. They gave him 30 pieces of silver, which was a lot of money, to tell him where Jesus was. And he said, I'll take you. He's only with his disciples. It will be easy. Come on. He thought Jesus would defend himself. He's going to force his hand. While this was going on, Jesus was in the garden. And he said to his disciples, we're really tired because it had been a heavy week. Can you pray for me? Jesus knew what was about to happen. He was very distressed. He knew he was going to go through a lot of pain. He knew he would be separated for a while from the God the Father. And he said to his disciples, can you pray for me? They fell asleep. They didn't pray at all. Jesus came back from praying and said, could you just not pray at this time? We're just going to do something right now. I hope we can all join in with this. Because although we've been marching around and shouting, we're now on Thursday night in our story. Where Jesus knelt down in the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed to his Father. And do you know how we normally do a Hebrew word every Sunday? Well, today's word is borak. It's quite a different word to some of those other words we've been doing. Some of those other words, shobach. Shouts of triumph. That would do really well in the march. 
Rina, loud, glad singing in the noise. That would do really well in that parade. But this was a quiet moment. If the band could just get ready, because I want you to help us with this. This is what we're going to do, because Borak means to kneel and bless God. I said it was quite a different word for praise, this one. It means to kneel and bless God and just worship Him. And like Jesus said to his disciples in that garden that night, could you pray? Shall we pray? Let's just come before God really quietly, on your knees if you're able to do that. Certainly, I'm going to kneel with as many of you guys that can kneel. We don't do this very often, and it's good to do, because it shows, Jesus, you're my Lord. And they're going to lead us in a really simple song. And we're going to kneel and bless God and worship Him. And let His Spirit move amongst us in this room. You guys are amazing. You're all kneeling with me. You might find it helpful to close your eyes as well so there's no distractions. It's so easy. Jesus, we thank you that you didn't become king of Jerusalem and wipe out all the Romans because you had something much bigger in mind. You were going to die on a cross so that by what you did, everyone, everywhere could come to know God again as their friend, as their saviour, and that God could be our father. So we worship you right now. See if you can keep your eyes closed. See if you can just concentrate on Jesus. Perhaps you can see him sat on his throne in heaven with a big smile on his face as you just kneel before him and say, Jesus, you're my Lord. You are a holy God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. worshipping his father just like we were worshipping him but he knew what was coming and he was still troubled do you know at one point Jesus even said to God the father words like this I don't know if I can do this Lord. take it away from me no, no, not my will father but yours there was a moment where Jesus was about to falter He said, can you take this cup from me? And he was referring to that cup that he'd shared with his disciples that was his blood. No, 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 not not my will, but yours. You see, you remember all those people cheering on Palm Sunday. They'd all wanted Jesus to do something for them. The reality is that Jesus was going to do something for them that they weren't expecting. Because he was going to die on a cross and be resurrected for Resurrection Sunday. But Jesus didn't fit with these people's plans. He didn't live up to what they wanted him to do. But you know what? There's a warning in that story for every single person who believes in Jesus. It's not about fitting him into our plans. It's not about expecting Jesus to do what we want him to do. 
I need this, I want this, I need that job, I need this. Sure, we can pray to him. But you know, it's about surrender. You are different. I want to tell you something right now that is tough. You are never going to fit in at school if you love Jesus. There is a cost. You are never going to fit in at work. You are never going to fit in completely in your community. You are different. We're supposed to be different. And that's why we need the support of one another to remain different. Make sure, just look around this little group that's here right now. These are your friends that know Jesus. And often you see more people, more children at school, but many of them don't know Jesus. These are the ones you need to rely on. Hang out together at Friday Club. Because these are the ones that are going to be important to you as you get older. Because they know Jesus. Look around the room, you bigger people. These are the most important people in your life. Because they're the ones that can help you to support you and walk with you in Jesus. And then remember that we're one of those that's called to help and support one another. Jesus found that time so difficult. You know, he was sweating. It says, and I just can't imagine this, that he actually was so upset, so in anxiety, that he sweated blood. And even as he was praying, Judas was leading people slowly into the garden Jesus said hello Judas and Judas went up and gave Jesus a kiss and Jesus said to Judas you betray me with a kiss because he knew what he was up to it was the sign that he was to give to these guards that had come with him that that was the one they'd got to arrest the guards drew their swords Peter, one of the disciples, he had a sword. He drew his sword. We don't often think of the disciples with swords, but Peter had one that night. And he attacked one of the guards. He actually cut his ear off. Slashed at him. And his ear fell to the ground and blood poured out. And Jesus said, Peter, 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 put your sword away. I'm not here to create an armed rebellion. I'm here to be the saviour of the world. And he went over to the soldier that was about to arrest him and put him through a lot of pain. And he picked up the ear off the ground and put it back to the soldier's head, the guard's head. And the ear was completely healed. As Jesus said, love your enemies. It's tough. Don't let anyone ever tell you being a Christian is easy. It's not. It's just that it's the right thing to do. It's just it's the right way. It's just it's the answer. It's life. Are you ready to pay the cost? Jesus said, can you carry your own cross and follow me? And the guards took him away. And he went for a mock trial. And they whipped him. And they beat him. And they made fun of him. And that crowd, or at least some of them, that had cheered Jesus by Friday 
were crying crucify him. He hadn't lived up to what they wanted. He hadn't fitted into their expectations. Make sure you don't try and fit Jesus into your plans. Or you'll end up just as angry with God. God loves you too much to give you just what you think. Because he knows so much more that's better. Just sometimes we can't see it. Jesus did die on that cross on Friday. Even as he was dying, he said, Father, and he was referring to the people that had crucified him. Forgive them. They don't know what they've done. And then he died. But you know that that's normally the end of anybody's story. But it wasn't the end of Jesus' story. The disciples all ran away and hid. Nobody knew what was going to happen except Jesus. And by next Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, we'll be celebrating that Jesus, although he died, came back to life. And he is our saviour and our victory today because he overcome death. And when we trust him today, when we follow him today, we can be assured of walking with God and that he will never, ever leave us. Amen. Listen, you've been fabulous. You've listened very, very well. You knelt and worshipped. Maybe your legs began to ache. Did your legs begin to ache? Mine did, all that kneeling. I was thinking, oh, maybe I should move. Think what Jesus went through. It's a lot more than kneeling for 10 minutes. You belong to an incredible group of people called the body of Jesus Christ. It's not even just these people in this room. We're all over the world. And you need to remember that sometimes when you're in school because you can feel like you're the only one. You're not. There's billions of Christians in this world. And we all need to be strong. We all need to be tough. But know that God is our actual strength that we can rely on. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.